a new year brings a new beginning. For all my listeners that owns a business, I want to tell you about FedEx Office. If you are just starting out or have been running your company for generations, FedEx Office gives you the best way to print your marketing materials, posters, signage, graphics, and so much more. With FedEx, creating, editing, saving, and ordering are fast and easy. We are teaming up with FedEx to bring our listeners 30% of your next order of $100 or more at podgo.co slash FedEx. That is podgo.co slash FedEx for 30% of your next order. FedEx, the world on time. Hi guys, so welcome to Wild and Basic. Today is a special, special episode because we have a guest. I think every episode with a guest is very, very special. I mean, solo episodes are cool too, but I really, really like uh, interacting with people as this is the closest human interaction I'm going to get these days. So I'm so excited. But I'm also excited because today's guest is actually someone I never thought in a million years, honestly, that I would interview her. Not because like it was just, I just thought like, you know, that would just never happen because our paths wouldn't, you know, like we would never cross our paths. So, but it did in a random event that I never thought it would happen, then it just happened. So I'm so excited for this. Her name is Gabrielle Ruiz. Most of you guys known her as Valencia Perez from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. This is like one of my favorite comedies from CW. I remember when it first came out and I was literally going through, I think, breakup or I was just not in a good place. I was definitely going through some uh, mental health, mental uh, break. I don't know. It was, I I was definitely going through something. I just can't remember exactly what. So it was definitely not, um, I was definitely not in a good place, but I remember this show really helped me so much just to get out of my, I don't know, from that place and have their courage to just you know talk to people social socialize just you know get back to myself and be happy so that really helped me a lot and I really liked Valencia Perez character she was so funny she was always such a badass and like always good looking I don't know she was I really liked her vibe so and from even the event when I saw when I met well virtually Gabrielle I really liked her vibe how chill she was like just like in the TV show so I thought this would be cool to you know bring her into the show and talk about a little bit about her career what she's up to and also her mental health journey um, on this episode so let's get started I remember when I was starting this podcast like even just naming it um I like I was like oh my god like I really wanted to make it something that actually matches my personality but also like something my followers would actually want to listen to because initially I wanted to make a podcast about like you know like being um you know about the career and like building your um business stuff like that that's what I wanted to be but then you know everyone was like oh I want to talk about like life relationships and like I don't know, personal stuff. I was like, okay, let's go into it. <laughs> and I remember I got this idea actually from this show that like you're part of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> that show literally like saved my life. I remember when it was airing, uh, I was going through a breakup and like not in, I was not in a good place. Like I was definitely in Aww. like a 
bad place uh, and I remember I would like always watch and like laugh and like not feel bad about myself like it would just really help me just it would just take you and escape yeah it really did it really did Aww, and your character so <laughs> Valencia she was Valencia. like yeah she was so chill like so like down to earth I was like oh my god you know, I think that's the first time everyone has described Valencia as chill so thanks she's pretty in- i mean it, usually she's like she's a bitch she's intense she's severe. for me that like, is actually chill because like Jen- <laughs> <laughs> all right then you, then then it's a valid description for you then yeah in that case you can stay uh i think she was like intense in terms of her emotions like how she was like so like all the time that her reactions and everything was like okay but yeah. for me it was like that's normal because that's literally how i deal with people sometimes <laughs> like so yeah. i was like okay Right. You're just like, I'm not sorry. So, <laughs> yeah. There you go. It was oh. really fun to play her. She was, she was, what I loved that was basic about her was how she discovered her sexuality when she met Emma. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma Willman's character, Beth. Mm-hmm. And um, for it being such a song and dance show, I loved how there was no song and dance about her coming out. That to me was a brilliantly thoughtful way for our showrunners our creators to share what it's like to find out who you really are you know like there's a lot of a lot of lgbtq uh plus characters have to like hold this almost torch that can be considered a burden for character for like an entire if you look at an entire like cast Mm -hmm. it's like that lgbtq person that character like has to make this point has to be thrown out of their house and like those stories exist you know those yes. stories need to be seen and have you know sympathy and empathy and feel like that person needs to feel seen too but then it's really nice to see the character that's like listen this is it and do you want to get some coffee <laughs> you know like they just like moved on and they just cut to that part where they were in love done you know for valencia who's so intense she did have like i would say a really proactive basic moment mm-hmm. which i appreciate yeah I'm so glad you mentioned that because like that's why I liked so show so much because like it was so like normal that like oh it's just you know they they like each other and like that's it. It wasn't about like oh my god some dramatic story about her you know coming right. out and everything because like that's literally what we have seen on uh, like TV which is like I feel like I get it there are so many parts of the world or even like you know in in the middle of America that like that's mm-hmm. still going on but I feel like it's so tiring to go through that process every single time even watching it because I feel like we yeah. passed that point. Like, I want us and, to yeah. be just make it, like, normal. Like, it just kind of, like... Like, do you ever just come out saying, like, you're straight? Like, I, I want us to be, like, just... <laughs> you know what I mean? I want us to be just, like, regular. Like, it's just a preference. That's it. Yes, I agree. And I think I think Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, our creators, Aline Brush McKenna and Rachel Bloom, they did a really good job with doing that. And I remember Aline you know, pulled me aside and she said, are you okay with that without not being a, you know, we're not going to give you a song mm-hmm. about it because Pete Gardner's character, Daryl had getting by he had this really great, like eighties getting by I'm getting by. And like, that's one of like the most funnest songs when we did the live shows, because you could see how you could see the people in the audience or fans that just felt celebrated and represented like YMCA or 
firework, Katy Perry, you know, like when that song really shows, you know, really celebrates you and you were like, that's my song. It was really cool to be a part of that too, but Valencia didn't get one and that was Slay. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was so cool too. Yes. I was like, yeah, she doesn't need a song. She just needs to just be her. I, I really am glad that you love the show and so many people adore the show. And also Valencia had a really great growth arc in four seasons. Yeah. And I think what I also loved about, and I also saw like this interview that you were mentioning it, that like in the show, like it, Valencia character was always about her like attitude and like her, um, like her personality mm -hmm. rather than like just her heritage about like being Mexican or like then yeah. after that being like lesbian. Like, I just feel like it was never about that. It was just about her personality. And yeah. you also mentioned like how you like that like so much, which is something, you know, you never see so much on TV. Um, right. that's why I like this so much because I feel like you, I can totally relate to that because I feel like I don't want us, like, I don't want people, even me, like when they see this, like, oh, this person, he's gay or whatever. Like, I, I feel like I want people to define me as based on my personality, based on how they know yeah, me. As Merce. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you don't have to define me as like, I don't know, like, oh, he's gay or he's this or he lives here. Like, I feel like I want you to define me saying like, oh, Merce is this kind of person, like stuff like that and that's why i like right. so much about like when i was reading of like that makes like that's why i like this so much in the, the way they portrayed it i mean i think when i meet when i met you briefly on that seminar that what was that thing that we that we, where we met that was interesting it was like a caravan caravan, caravan social club yeah mm -hmm. social club of like vendors and product people meeting celebrities and it's i mean i don't know if you've ever been to an in-person one but caravans like parties like that are so much fun and when I met you, I was like, Merce is wild and basic. And then that was your podcast title. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how did that just completely work out? No, I'm kidding. That's not what I thought. That's not what I thought. I thought you were very sweet, very handsome, and also had like a really cool platform. And when you were asking me to come on, I was like, yes, let's do it. No, thank you so much. Yes. So um, uh, you also have like doing your own podcast. Like, how was that for I you? Am. Yeah. What are My friends for? Yes. What a basic title that was not taken. I can't believe it wasn't taken in the <laughs> podcast land. Like everybody has a podcast and it's like, what are friends for? You're like, that's not done already. You know, that was my going to be second question. I'm like, how, like, did you like, how did you like came up? With <laughs> I was like, oh, it was just available randomly because I was, was literally looking up so many names <laughs> for my podcast because everything was taken. <laughs> everything was taken. I joined on season two, uh, Paula V. Sastry is um, my co-host and creator of the show. She developed the show with another friend on a road trip. Mm -hmm. um, and that other friend wanted to keep it more on a hobby level and, and Paula V really wanted to kick it up a notch. So um, when Sam left the, the show, basically, like mm -hmm. she gave us, she gave her blessing. Paula V came up, uh, approached me and Paula V and I have known each other for about 15 years. And we have like a lot of like chap, like every five years, we have like a really big chapter that we kind of grow with each other. And she's always told, she's always described me as her least complicated friend. And at the same time, like living in New York, both of us lived in New York most of our twenties. So I was in New York for 10 years. And then Crazy Ex-Girlfriend brought me to Los Angeles. And I realized when I got sleep for the first time, I wasn't starving <laughs> all day. <laughs> wow. I wasn't dehydrated, you know, because just having coffee all day, not water or whatever. And, you know, I settled. Like I had time in Los Angeles versus the time that you don't 
have or allow yourself to have in New York because of the energy. Like that's just the way it is there and you love it. And I also, I also don't miss it as much as I loved it. I don't miss that energy because it kind of kept me a little on edge, you know, like I couldn't even have coffee in New York because I was just always overly like angsty. You know? Yeah. This is something like, <laughs> because this is such something a hot, to- <laughs> this is also such a hot topic in this podcast. Literally, I think every guest <laughs> I have, because I have so many guests, like literally actors, like from LA and I always ask them a question like they're always also like going back and forth between New York City I always ask them a question like what like comparing to New York City or like LA to New York City what do you say like what what is your preference like right now you're in LA but like what is something that you're actually missing from New York City and what is something that you're like oh my god (laughs) like I don't know why am I here it's like a lightning flat like a lightning round for you listen I when I moved to well when I just flew over and mm-hmm. was visiting Los Angeles for season one of Crazy X because Valencia was just a guest star. Yes, so I remember that. Yeah, I remember for like that. Two mm-hmm. episodes, and they just kept keeping me around and keeping me around. And I remember, like the first weekend. First of all, I was getting paid, like, one day, getting paid on TV. Like I would get paid for a whole week on Broadway. That was first of all, mind blowing. Second of all about mind blowing was like, there was free food everywhere on set. (laughs) Endless amounts of food. (laughs) Sold, sold. Sold, like free food and free coffee all the time. And like, I had like a little headache and like a medic would immediately show up. And except, except like versus Broadway, you're like, your leg hurts, it's falling off, get your ass on stage. Just go, cause you have a five, six, seven, eight. That's all you got, okay? Show must go on. And, um. It was the week, I remember on Friday, like my first week there working on Crazy X, they said, all right, well, have a good weekend. See you on Monday. And I had no idea what that meant, Merce. No idea. Like Broadway's five show weekends. Yeah, exactly. Love Broadway. Mm -hmm. Disclaimer, I appreciate everything it's given me. Lin-Manuel and I did Hidden Heights together. He recommended me for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He's one of my very good friends. And so like, I just remember feeling like like Stockholm syndrome where I was kind of held captive. And then when I was free, I, I felt bad about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I just was like, I, can I have a good time? And I'm still making money. Like I have a job on Monday. I was so like, I this is normal. <laughs> no, I can actually, what do I do? And I talked to my manager at the time who had some clients that were bi-coastal and he was like, let me connect you to one of my bi-coastal actors. I'm going to have him give you a call. And he moved from Los Angeles to New York because Fiddler on the Roof was happening and he was a part of that show. And what he said was like, listen, you cannot be a New Yorker in Los Angeles. You have to lean into it. Go out to dinner. Go hiking. Have a coffee like at three o'clock with a friend. Go to Alfred. <laughs> Go to Alfred. He was like... <laughs> He's like, wear heels again. And I was just like, what? Like completely mind blown. <laughs> and then once I realized like the light switch, you know, the, 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 I switched to gears and tried to stop being a New Yorker. Like tried, tried, I finally like stopped walking in Los Angeles with all like, a, it's not the same for pedestrians. LA pedestrians are not New York pedestrians. You know what I mean? Get a car, rent a car you know, enjoy, use your trunk. You don't have to carry everything on your back anymore. And it was just mind blowing to me. And then I, I ended up loving it. And now we live here and we're about to have a baby in Los Angeles. And I know, congrats <laughs> on that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad you mentioned these because like this is, 
one thing I'm gonna say, maybe you can like disagree or agree with that, because I feel like in New York, it's all about like the you know hustle, like one project and another. It's always like back to back. This is literally how I feel sometimes. Even like sometimes, like I feel like this is like my like not super busy season. Then it feels still busy, but I, and whenever I'm in LA, even for work, it feels like a vacation to me. <laughs> it no. I mean, Philip and I, my husband and I are always like, look at these people at this restaurant. Nobody works. Nobody works in Los Angeles. But then people do disappear for three months at a time because they're on set or they're on location. They're in New Finland. Who knows? You know, shoot a movie. But then when you have time off, you have time off. And I'm a church person and uh, my husband now works for our church. And it's just so nice to like kind of be like a Mrs. Church lady on Sundays. You know what I mean? Even if it's virtual right now. Yeah. And just like take a break from my New Yorkaholic that still functions now virtually even more. I'm a, a little more on edge because I don't have to be in the LA scene. I'm in my house all day. Yeah. But um, my mom still is like, you're still a New Yorkaholic, like in Los Angeles. <laughs> it's fine. And and so like there's there's sometimes a little bit of a clash in Los Angeles with that attitude of hustle. But it keeps. But Los Angeles keeps me like it keeps like a short rain on me to like chill and lean back a little bit so it's a nice balance i can have coffee again is what i mean <laughs> i got you i got because i couldn't in new york like it would just like make my heart like jump to my throat and like at 8 a.m and i couldn't like finish a sentence without being out of breath and so now it's it's a nice balance here in los angeles yeah sometimes i have to stop myself like in here because i'm like wait this is my third coffee i need to really stop <laughs> i need to hydrate <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh my God. There's water. water. My organs always like. Oh my God. He's drinking water. Like what? I always like get so cramped. I remember like the beginning of COVID. I don't know if you ever had this, but like, oh my God, I have a sore throat. Am I? Do I have COVID? Like, did you have that? Like the first. <laughs> yes. Time? Yes. Like, so pandemic. many times I was asking my boyfriend. I'm like, Do you think we have COVID? Do you think yeah, I have COVID? COVID? Do you think yeah. like we're just gonna stuck home like forever? Do you think we're gonna die. And, and like, no, no, you know, so much love and sympathy to everybody that has it. I haven't had it yet. Hopefully I won't, especially pregnant. But I remember before I was pregnant, like in March, Philip and I would have those paranoia moments. And I was like, no, I think it's because I just had champagne and pancakes. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Because you're home and you're drinking, you know, and you're like, well, I got pancakes. I'm just going to like at 3 p.m. Like. You get that sugar crash and you're like, oh, my God, I think I have COVID. You're like, no, it's just a sugar crash. Have some water, Gabrielle. Why don't you hydrate yourself? You'll feel better. Your body's like, what are you doing, man? No, that literally happens with me because like nowadays, like I do like podcast recording right before this. I do like my YouTube video and everything. So like I sometimes like drink nothing in between or I just drink coffee. Then towards the end, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, it's so like, what is happening? Do I have COVID? Do I have COVID? (laughs) <laughs> no, I just don't have water. And so yes. It's amazing how much water like fixes so many problems. Yes. So <laughs> let's roll back a bit. So you are. I don't, or- know where that, I, don't know, yeah, I don't know where we went with that. <laughs> yeah. I know. So you're originally from Texas. Um, yes. So how did that like move like from Texas? I'm assuming from Texas you went to New York or there is like by some way of, by way of Oklahoma City. Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like not expecting that. <laughs> Before the YouTube days, <laughs> I was in high school and or and middle school. And I was the 
first kid at the ballet bar and the last kid after class in ballet class working on my fuetes, you know, and I just was a dance studio rat, you know, and, and I, and I loved it like gym rat. I was a dance studio rat. I loved being there. I loved dancing period. And it was, it was not a competition uh, studio. It was just a performative hobby studio. Oh, so there was no learned... like company or anything, right? There was, there was a company, but like in South Texas, the amount of exposure, the reason I start this always story, I always start the story with the, before the YouTube days is that there was no exposure like there is now, mm -hmm. right? Where you can see and compare yourself to anyone around the world with what you aspire to be, like these kids can do now. Right? Yeah, exactly. Before you so you think of dance and, you know, like you can watch, you know, London ballerina on Instagram and be like, oh, I would love to be her. And you're watching about a professional ballerina in Europe. A South Texas kid can do that now. I didn't have that. And so I just, all I knew is that I loved to do it. And then we went to New York as a family trip when I think I was about 12 and I saw Phantom of the Opera. This is my first Broadway experience. Phantom of the Opera, Grease, and Big the Musical, and Romeo and Juliet at the ballet at Lincoln Center. And of course, Romeo and Juliet was just dreamy and beautiful, but still kind of like a pipe dream, still far away. You know, like it's this magical thing that you see and you're like, oh, that would be so beautiful. To yeah, like I would want to do it, but like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like such a far away yeah. idea. And Phantom of the Opera is a classic and you just get to experience the full thing of Broadway. Grease, you know the movie and you watch that and you have a good time. But Big is the Tom Hanks film like from the 90s and it might have been on Broadway for like two weeks. Um, but everybody was my age. Wow. Right. It was like middle school kids and they were probably like full fledged adults acting as 11 year olds. But I remember getting like autographs from them at the stage door and these kids autographed and then got on their skateboard and left. And it was a matinee that we saw. Mm -hmm. And like, they were like, oh, they said to their other cast member, all right, see you later. Cause they had an eight o'clock show. And that's when the, like the curtain was revealed. I got to see behind the curtain. I thought, oh, this is a job for people. Like it's legit. Wanna... Like this is legit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that. I just remember thinking that. And I told my mom that I was like, this I can do. And I just, cause they were my age or they were at least acting my age and it made sense. Like I, I, I could compare myself realistically with that idea. And so my mom suggested that I get into choir in seventh grade and all of my vocal performance education is from public school, which I'm very proud to always share. And my dance training, I pursued that in college as a dance performance major in Oklahoma. <laughs> That's where I went to school. <laughs> okay, okay. That's for, I, but, but I auditioned for Juilliard. I auditioned for NYU because the movies told me, you know, oh, what I, mean? I like see. Yeah. You were like, like oh, this is where, where people go. go. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And then I, I had no idea, no idea, Merce, that a musical theater degree was a thing that just didn't like in any way cross my mind or was never told to me because musical theater performing arts was a hobby in South Texas at this time mm -hmm. in comparison it is now. And I really, I really give social media a big reason that, that there's more kids that feel like I can do that. I want to do that. And so um, I went to school in Oklahoma city because I got accepted only to that dance school. And I'm so glad and grateful that I went there because it's a very musical theater dance program, not just ballet and modern. So you learn tap, jazz, ballet, contracts, anatomy, pedagogy, how to teach dance, which I also love to do. And 
it was a really awesome four years for me to like really get it together on how to be just more of a professional performer, just a, just instead of like a, an aspiring struggling performer being a waiter in New York, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what the movies tell you. Like, Oh, you're going to be poor. And yeah. You're going to have gonna like gonna three have, jobs and you're going to have this magical break. Somebody's going to find you on stage and pluck you out of the, of the and there it is star. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 that's not how it works. <laughs> You got to have a great resume. You got to have right contacts. You've got to make sure you show up on time. You got to make sure you're wearing, you're prepared for the right material. And like all of these things that are like not necessarily the most magical thing to share in a movie. No. Right. Like save the last dance. That was like the dance movie when I was a kid. And it was just so, I was so grateful that I had from like the ages of 18 to 22 or 21 to train a little bit more and more intensely to then go to New York at 18. I mean, to then go to New York at 22 after graduating. And things really hit off. I, I started with um, a chorus line, a first national tour. I was Deanna Morales, which was a dream role of mine, the only Latina in the whole show. Yeah, you didn't mention show... that on the Playbill, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show about dancers. Yeah. And it's also, you have to be able to sing, sing well, especially that role. That role has a long, like, I would say about five minutes solo. And then she sings the iconic song, What I Did for Love, that everybody mm -hmm. knows, even if you're not a performer. But if you are, and especially if you're a dancer, that song really, really means a lot. And I've been able to perform Deanna like in different later chapters of my life. And that song just gets more important and means more in different ways. You can really, it's so universal. And so, yeah. um, and then after a chorus line was my In the Heights debut. Um, and I was after that was my first slump in New York. Like I became poor and I didn't make I didn't I didn't book a lot. And I realized, do I love New York City? And I did. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> I did. Like I got a great restaurant job and I auditioned and made sure things work. I even tried MLM, like, you know, pyramid scheme stuff. And it was oh, great. Yeah. I almost earned I almost earned a car. OK, honey. And so like it, it worked out for me. But um, I have to say New York was kicking my ass and I still loved it. Yeah. So would you say like at that time, you know, when you were um, like doing like you were doing the job, like other jobs, but like still going to auditions, you were like, is this really something I'm passionate about? Like were you ever questioning it or you were like, no, I'm set in stones. This is definitely like something. I would say a little bit of both. The middle of, it, of that is I would call my mom. Mm -hmm. it, OK, so like I would have like callbacks for the next ensemble Broadway show. Yeah. And those callbacks start at 10 a.m. And then you sing, some, you dance and you sing like around noon and then they keep you maybe to read some lines. So you're done like at one. So 10 to one is like the callback time. And you start getting to know everybody at those auditions, like the same dancers or the same people. And by then, you know, the team, you know, the creators and you know, the director and everything. And so like from 3 p.m. to six, you get the phone call or you don't, right? Like yeah. that day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're gonna get it and so there came a there came a that's part of my slump season where I just was always close but I, I would always call myself like B team like I was close but not the first choice and I would call my mom and cry and just be like I don't know how to get to a team I don't know how to get what else do I need to do um I think I need to get my ass back in class right maybe yeah like I need acting. to learn more like try I need to learn yeah. more mm -hmm. I need to spend more money and I would be sad. And my mom would say, well, she, you know, she'd feel sorry for me and listen. But at the same time, I think her like motherly instinct was always like, would say like, do you want to come home? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> you know, very like, that's, generic. Yes. That's, that's literally every like, parent would say. Every, 
literally <laughs> every parent. And I have to say, I'm very lucky that my parents were very supportive. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. just as financially as they could be, but also like aesthetically, like Gabrielle can, I, we believe in you. Like that's also from like a, you know, a Latina, a Latinx community. Yeah, that matters a lot. I have think, to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I would say it's, t- it would say it's more typical the other way. Like, why aren't you being a doctor? Mijita, work for us. You know, that's what my you. parents did. They're like, you have to study computer science. Like, what are you doing? Con- <laughs> content create? Like what? Like, that's not what Russian not people do. That's, that's not, not a, that's a not a real job. <laughs> so I was lucky that they were supportive, but she said, do you want to come home? And I told her every time I said, no, I just need to cry about it. And then I need to wash my face, go to sleep, and then just try again tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be in a better mood, but right now I am on a low. So would you say like during this time, like the 2020, because like, everyone definitely went through something. 2021, you know? Merce. It's 2021. Oh my god! I Seriously, no, because like you know what, what they say about 2021. It's like they're saying it's 2020, but with a wig. So. <laughs> oh my god! It's like I mean, what day? What day is today? January 27th. It's yeah. like January 57th for us. Like yes, you know, it's just, I mean, no, December 57th. Yes, what it feels like. Because I genuinely like don't feel like this is New Year, so I'm like 2020 no. chapter two. You know what? You know what? I'm sorry for correcting you. You are so correct. <laughs> so would you say like you did something um, positive that like you just let go, or you did something so different out of your comfort zone to like keep yourself yeah, sane? Yeah, I had a like, ba- I got pregnant. That's <laughs> okay. I, I didn't think that you. Were... <laughs> <laughs> I made a podcast. I, I produced a podcast and I got pregnant. Yes, those are two huge changes. I would have never made time to make a podcast. Paula, I mean, when she talked to me about it, what are friends for? Mm-hmm. Uh, she, we talked about it like in December of 2019. Yeah. January, February was like, which, what studio are we going to rent? She's also an actress. So pilot season is also going to, of course, take precedence on our schedule. Yeah. Let's book a show. Let's both of us book a show, whatever. And, um, when COVID happened, we were like, well, this is all we have to do. And let's get on Zoom and let's figure out what Zencaster is. And let's find a production assistant if we can. Yeah. And we did. And it was just so nice to fill our time with that um, as much as we did. And we grew like 1,500% faster than I think we would have grown without COVID. <laughs> yeah, that I 100% agree because I feel like COVID. I wasn't even expecting to like launch a podcast like before, like before I had actually was going to have a contract with a podcast network, but COVID mm-hmm. happened and contract fell through. So it did not yeah. work out. So, um, but yeah, it definitely changed like the whole dynamic that I was not expecting because this is like the kind of way for me to like talk to people. <laughs> this is my social, <laughs> social because <laughs> yeah, like I don't get to see people <laughs> except my no, boyfriend. I... <laughs> well, except my husband. Right. But like, I have to say it was nice since my husband works for our church, the church is empty yeah and there's a vocal room with like cushioned walls that mm-hmm. are like acoustic walls and stuff and those panels and that space especially in the summer when it's hot in our apartment our condo yeah. there's central ac at the church and it's quiet and our dog can literally run around it's like the apocalypse there like he and i are there with the dog and like yeah. nobody else is and so i get to like run my podcast company there while getting some work done we you know there's a there's a kitchen so we kind of have like in a mini a mini apocalypse escape building from our condo which mm-hmm. is very very nice and um 
we sometimes we see a few people on Sundays when we do our virtual live stream service yeah. and it's very it's very contained and controlled and safe but I have to say like I was ready to get pregnant in 2020 and mm-hmm. January when I miscarried in October of 2019 I waited three months or two months we did like this huge RV cross-country trip my husband and I in that sounds so fun now I like really I really want to do something like that we got so lucky we did that before the pandemic <laughs> i know i'm like oh fuck. like we went from la to grand canyon we saw friends in. we went to muleshoe texas which is like near lubbock that nobody needs to go to but except for me because i grew up there in the summers and it was like my home summer town and i lived in a house i lived I, we lived in a haunted house and so like i saw it for the first time in my adulthood it was just so funny and cool <laughs> We stopped by Roswell, North New Mexico, where the aliens are. And then we stopped by like Mississippi, picked up my niece, not my niece. We, we went to Mississippi to see our, and Louisiana to see Phillip's really good friends. Mm-hmm. Went to the panhandle of Florida to pick up my sister-in-law. And we drew, drove all the way up to see my family in Virginia, where my sister lives. And then we went to Pennsylvania for Christmas, where Phillip's yeah. from. It was so much fun. It was also soy heart. Like... <laughs> I bet. I bet. So hard. Like you have to be a team player. You have to be a MacGyver. But at the same time, you have to be you have to be teachable when you when something breaks down or something is not working on your RV. You got to get on YouTube and be like, why does not why does the heater not work anymore? And then then you can find you can find the video and be patient to learn it. But there were some moments where like the ascending automatic staircases wouldn't go down or they wouldn't come back up and they won't the car. The RV won't go. It won't go to it won't even let you work. shift to drive oh my god it's like the door has to close and lock yeah safety, safety issues yeah <laughs> so <laughs> philip and i were like not stranded thankfully we were at a gas station in iowa and we he had to like we had to like uh get bungee cords and force the stairs to be closed <laughs> and it's getting cold and i just i'll never forget i was like philip what do you think like our other couple friends would do in this situation like it becomes like a test you know variable like, yeah like a, like a couple's test, you know, like. like I would totally would open do? TikTok. That's all I would. <laughs> I literally get 90% of my news from TikTok, which I think I feel like 90% of it is might be actually like wrong. It might not be even accurate. Oh, my God, I'm dead. You need to teach me TikTok because I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no because literally all i see on tiktok nowadays is like some people have vans now and they have like their you know van <laughs> stories like about like how they like literally turned a van into a fucking studio like it looks uh-huh. gorgeous i'm just no, like yeah like no it just looks amazing but i'm just like there's no way there's no way and like <laughs> like no way. friends of ours like sophia and david we were like sophia and david would have left the RV and they would have called an Uber at, in Iowa and yeah. waited three hours for the Uber to arrive in Iowa and just found a plane and, and flew back. And I said, and so, and then like Pallavi and Hari would have chewed out the owner on the phone and been like, I can't believe you walked in. And so I was just like, the amount of like variables of the way this would go for couples is just like one of those like couples therapy tests. <laughs> and, um, uh, I mean, it was so much fun. It was so much. Ha- it was so hard, but we loved it. I mean, we had a great time. We got to take our dog across the country and and see a lot and not sleep a lot and just make tons of sandwiches, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, I have to say, when 2020 happened and all of that, mm-hmm. pilot season didn't. It really didn't. It was my last. Like, it was my last 
time to really go hard at the audition mm -hmm. process to book another great show like Crazy X, just like yeah. professionally and financially, because we have we bought this condo, we wanted to rent it out and buy a house, which is very expensive in Los Angeles. Um, and we a good we one, especially like yeah, you want we, a good neighborhood, nice one, right? Right, and like not so under a mill, like not even a mill, <laughs> not even. It's like one point four minimum. Yeah, something like that. And like we were just like ready, like to 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 book another show like that, because that's why we moved here. And um, the fact that I didn't that didn't happen, and we were still able to like conceive and make time for that. It's just been a really cool like reinvention of myself because I've always wanted to produce and producing this podcast has now become like a live show yeah we have video uh shows and and just get to talk to people and 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 monetize we even we have a, a merch we have a shop it's called Walk yeah Talk. I literally just saw that that's like something so cool that I would say merch is definitely a good idea like merch I launched mine it. before that it was like it was I, I would 100% recommend it like for yes. any podcasters and so if anybody was interested in seeing what I'm talking about waft uh, podcast w-a-f-f -F podcast on instagram we are also on tiktok but i don't run it thank goodness and, is it madison uh, who runs it <laughs> my assistant um, we got we got very lucky with hiring um volunteers that love the show mm -hmm. or loved crazy x and they're either in college or they just graduated and these poor these poor kids i mean i'm 36 i think i'm allowed to say that these poor kids they're like stuck at their house their family home when they were wanting to intern in new york you know, yeah, exactly. Los so they're interning for us. And um, it's really nice because they know Canva. They know all the new stuff. Oh, my God. And Canva is my best friend because I taught <laughs> that to my intern. And she does like because I, I made like a template and she literally just switches the pictures. Oh. Like it's yeah, so easy. They do that. And they're digital content creators in a very different way than what I am. And so it's nice to divide and conquer, but also mentor. Like I'm, you know, I'm teaching them like how to talk on an email or how, what, how do you talk to celebrities? Because we do have a list celebrities coming on, on our podcast and, yeah. and how not to be just a fan, but be professional. And, you know, like, exactly. And also like, we will be your rec, we will recommend you and send referrals. If you're going to, if you're going to apply for NPR, cause that's what you want to do. So um, it's not Madison. It's, we have like a team of like five women and it's transcontinental two of them. No, I think it's like six and two of them are in Mexico city that's amazing that it's that is so really cool. amazing yeah it's that's so one thing fun. i'm like so happy like because this show wasn't just like you know like there are some shows that like, kind of like was popular at the moment then just mm -hmm. gone but i'm so glad yeah. like there are fans of this show that like they're all yeah. they're always like you know looking up to it and i literally yeah. just even started rewatching it with my boyfriend like it's so funny <laughs> 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 so what do you say like nowadays um you do for fun like you would be like besides the podcast and besides Ugh, the I'm baby I'm so bad at doing things for fun I'm so or bad because maybe it. together it was you and your husband you were like this is the fun times for us like we, going for a we have so much fun working <laughs> workaholic <laughs> she's just still a New Yorker I'm a New Yorkaholic um god what do I do for fun or would you say like this is something Please. like when you're working that is your mental health like you're just like keeping yourself away from like just any distraction and okay, like you're like okay. okay i'll say this we did go to rosie's dog beach um last like mid january my birthday's mid december but i had a live show that day and i was happy to do it and i it's right before the holidays so even with pandemic it was just intense you know yeah. and um i told philip i was like there's this really great 
Long Beach beach that is off leash for dogs. And we went like in the summer of last year as one of our only outings. And um, I requested that for my birthday. I was like, I would like to go, even if it's in January, like let's make time to go. And so we did that. And so walking on the beach or like doing nothing is my happiness, like hobby, because I, I will fill my calendar to the brim and overload it and just like be happy that I, you know, work hard, sleep hard. But there comes a point where I'm like, I need to just go outside and do nothing. And so join a club. Like I, I love that. Like just doing nothing. I'm like, just sign it's me so up. Hard, but it's so hard to commit to because yeah. Philip's big peak day is Sunday because of church. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Monday gets ramped up fast. And so like for my assistant, Madison and I, I'm like, we just need to hold Monday as holy as possible to have a day off because I won't give myself one. So you yeah. need to do it for me. That's why I hired her. I was like, you need to just hold on to Monday and schedule as much as you can on Tuesdays. So, cause if not, I will burn out eventually. But at the same time, this pregnancy is reminding me that I have to take more time off and be kind to myself about it. Yeah, no, I'm so glad you mentioned that. There's Thank one you. last question I want to say as, because yeah. I think you have, you know, experienced so much and just, uh, you know this industry and there's so many people actually on this podcast they are uh 18 to 20 like 90 percent of that like that's what the analytics say hey so kids <laughs> so i want you to just give them advice on like because a lot of them actually the comments i have got through like they don't have they can't find a job or they're mm-hmm. kind of like going through some sort of like you know they're stuck at home as you mentioned you know with their parents what advice would you kind of give them to you know like move forward kind of for them uh, or if they're stuck short, sort of? I would say short term, especially uh-huh. now, like trying to seize the moment, making the best out of quarantine and COVID. Virtual connection is a totally new ball game that should be exciting, especially for the younger generation. Yeah. Because you guys know how to TikTok. I'm telling <laughs> you, I'm 36 and all A-list to B-list to C-list celebrities that you admire don't want to make time for it like they just like i have to like an old dog new trick kind of thing like oh my god it spends so much time for me when i now have a kid or i now you know my kid is is homeschooled now so i i don't have time to be social so i mean i have i mean i don't have time to do social media for my fans and for my people and that is how me personally as the c-list celebrity like it's it's wonderful to give back to the next generation by mentoring them if they're an aspiring actor, if they're an aspiring producer, um, to let them work for me, even if it's for free, because you are experiencing their work and their lifestyle and something that you would like. So I just want to say it's worked out for me times seven with seven volunteers working on What Our Friends For and for me personally and professionally to intern and volunteer and reach out to people that you admire and be like, hey, do you need... Um, do you need an intern? Cause I would love to run your social media and I would love to sign a non-disclosure agreement and protect your privacy professionally. Here's my work. I, I can do this from home. Find that work that you can do from home that gives you like a day, like you wake up, have coffee, sit down and you go to work, get dressed, you know, don't stay in your pajamas. It really makes a difference because working from home before the pandemic, maybe 20% of America did it. I mean, I feel like I did, I don't know about you, but like, I feel like I was figuring out working from home very early and then like applying myself to go audition in a room that's not out in my house. Now that's become all in my house 
working yeah. from home hasn't really changed a lot. Like I've, I'm already knew how to do this. So yeah, it was like fifty does... percent for me because like half of it was for photo shoots, but like now just they're all it's gone. All here, yeah, yeah, it's all here. So like, you can run some of these social media like platforms for people that don't want to do it, and then you get you get that connection that I promise you will fulfill itself in like ten years. No, that's and it's that's... a te- it's a ten year job, guys. Like I quote unquote entered and did a lot of things for free in New York, like concerts, teaching, uh, workshops for a lot of like aspiring Broadway choreographers. And I did a lot of that shit for free. And that was my intern years. And you're in your twenties, even 18 to 21, like I mean, to, to like almost 27, 28, 30, you are interning, you are doing a lot of things for free. And the fact that you're home, you've got to spin it in your head that it's you're, you're not paying for rent. <laughs> I hundred percent agree because like you don't have any other rent. yeah yeah and your parents are feeding you set a boundary set a boundary and be like mom you can't come in here you're not my I'm working here but thank you so much put some money into the groceries go get groceries whatever make them your roommates like professional roommates and just like make that lemonade out of this lemon that you're given right now because you don't want to be behind when you when the world. I don't think it ever will. We'll go back to normal. It's never going to go back to normal. We are evolving. We are mutating, right? And this is this is going to be a huge part of any industry, all around, all fronts, forever. No, I hundred percent agree because I feel like even that every single time people are always like, "Oh, it's going to go back to normal," anything like that. But I feel like normal is long gone. It's definitely no. going to be like so much virtual, like online shopping, online groceries. Like there, everything is totally changing because of covid i feel like it was eventually changing but covid just made it faster so now we have to kind of adapt to it um so i'm so glad like you mentioned that Um, you know and i had an assistant like two two pilots seasons ago that was in los angeles and she would drive with me she would run lines with me and she would report and she would log everything that was going on and right now i'm not going to those locations i'm auditioning at home so my Madison, shout out to Madison, our, my assistant, she's in Iowa and she just graduated in December from college. And she just is like, I would love to just eat and gobble up all that you're doing because this is what I want to do. So she gets to experience it, be that virtual fly on the wall when the auditions come in. What are the details? What's the character description? When is it due? How many lines? When do I have time to memorize the lines? How am I going to set up? Do they need me in makeup? Is it just audio and video? Like that's nine things that I could have and teach her and she can experience it and especially with the voiceover stuff like voiceover work right now is just at a prime because you can do that at home so easily um i told madison i was like watch the show that this is a part of or look at the creators the executive producers and see what else they've produced because that's the that's the kind of style i need to bring to the table when i do the voiceover audition because they're yeah. all different and they all have speeds and they all have different tam, you know, um, banter style. And yeah. Style exactly. and everything like that. I said, so check out the lines and I said, and then press save. Like, remember that show, even if I don't get it, cause it's going to show up in two years <laughs> on Netflix and you're going to see and be like, Oh, that's what they wanted. Oh, okay. That's cool. Like I, now I understand what, what I they're looking done, for. Yeah. Right, what they're looking for and just translate that read between the lines. I have so much fun teaching that too so no, I'm there so are a glad. lot of people out there there are a lot of people out there I'm telling you if you reach out and apply and just offer that you could get a lot of great experience and keep learning while you're stuck at home 
Yeah, and I think especially because like nowadays everyone is at home, you just have so much potential to just like learn and experience so many things, literally in the comfort of your home, like doing yeah things for yeah. people, but just without living anywhere. Yeah, and like if you're really good at TikTok, it is an industry. It is people are making money off of it. I、it's、mean, ask Charlie, Charlie DML, he was like hundred million. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh my God! Like I'm just so lucky that I found. Found youngins to be able to do that for what our friends for and for my own, just to like teach me, you know, and just skip a line where I don't have to do it by myself. But at the same time, like if it's easy for you, I'm telling you, there are a lot of celebrities, executives that can probably afford to pay you too. Not agreed, just people agreed. that that can't afford. Like I can't afford right now to pay someone out like that. But I'm, you know, bartering with mentorship. But at the same time, there are people out there that would take the take the help. Yeah, agreed. So, where can people find you?、Uh, tell us your handles, and I will also put the link in the description of the podcast、yeah. so they can go check it out.、Um, I love Instagram and Twitter. It's at Gabrielle Ruiz, G A B R I E L L E R U I Z, and then. I think on Twitter. I mean, I think on TikTok. I'm Gabrielle <laughs> Ruiz official. I think. <laughs> okay, I will find it for. I will find it. It's fine, guys. I will find it. I mean, it's it's really new. I finally like gave in and like I posted like four things that don't have a lot of views. Anyone out there? I'm not kidding. If you want to run my TikTok. <laughs> She's she's accepting applications. I'm accepting. If you're okay with signing an NDA. <laughs> Run my TikTok because I was actually looking at it yesterday. I was like, okay, what are like pen, you know, pregnancy things that would be funny? And like, I spent an hour on my phone just watching videos. You go down this rabbit hole, and I was like, I don't have time for this. One、uh, thing I have to say though, like TikTok, literally, I waste I think sometimes six hours on TikTok. Six、sometimes. hours, Merce. I don't have no, <laughs> no. That's why I sleep at two a.m. <laughs> or three a.m. <laughs> So if anybody wants to run my TikTok, this is a cry. This is a plea for help. Anyone around the world? I'm not kidding. You can email Madison. Yes, tell them I sent you. But also,、um, what are friends for though? Do check out the podcast. It's Waff Podcast, W A F F Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Um, Waffpodcast.com. You can leave us a voice message. We talk and dive in. To the inners and outers, the fun and the not so fun conversations of platonic love, friendship. Because I think, because we truly believe, it takes almost more work to work on your platonic friendships than your romantic ones. True, true. Seriously, <laughs> I'm just like Mercer's Mercer's face right now. He's like, "Yep." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, this is like this." I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> My friendships is like needs work, a lot of work. <laughs> Listen to the pod. Listen, we we have like a lot of fun guest friends, is what we call them, and we also talk about vulnerable moments, like when your friends don't grow up with you, you know, and then like how you can apologize without making it about you, and then also to recategorize and set new boundaries with friends that do. Move on with your life. It's very interesting to talk about. Yeah, no, those are amazing topics and very, very difficult topics to talk about, especially、yes. nowadays. I think because of COVID, there are a lot of people are going through this silence and your separation from friends and everything.、Yeah. So I think those are very important to talk about nowadays. And then check out our merch. It's waffshop. dot com. Sounds good.、Uh, I will definitely put all the links there.、Uh, thank you so thank much you. for coming to the podcast <laughs> and you know talking to I- us. <laughs> 
I hope it was wild and basic enough. It was. It was. I okay. definitely got some some parts of it that I'm actually going to make a TikTok so I can post it and tag you. <laughs> oh my god! Please tag me. Tag me, and then my future intern will re redo it. I don't know how to do it, but yeah. <laughs>